Okay, so today's Bad was dedicated to Rufu Ashlema, Shira Fega, Bas Naama Blum. Bezat Hashem, the Zechuter Limuda Torah, the Zechuter Tzedaka, she should have a Rufu Ashlema, the car of Mamish. Okay, let's begin the sugya that we're working on and try to develop some deep yesoidus. Ready for that, Yosef? Huh? We have some smart heads here today, my my nephew. Uh, you ready for some amkis? Okay. So what we're handling over here, what we're trying to figure out, we had a problem. Okay. We learned in Rabbi Shosalanter in Mikhtav Yudzayin that young Bachram or young Avrechim doesn't matter in life. As we grow up, and as the stages of life come, the, each stage of life brings out new areas of tests that we were not aware of before. When a person, let's say a bocher, is into learning, and he's steiging, and he's growing, and he's a avrech, he's living in a simple life, living simply, and all of a sudden... He has to go to work to make a living, and then he's now in the world of money. And he never realized that he really was struggling. He didn't realize that he has a netia, that he has a certain, uh, how you say netia in English, I'm not sure, but he has a certain tendency to go after money. But he didn't know that yet. Now he's in the new environment, and now it awakens within him this Kayachanefesh. So he wasn't prepared for that test. Right? So how does a person prepare himself for life? He doesn't know, he can't really imagine exactly how the necessariness of Shalom Bayes are going to manifest itself in his life. The necessariness of making a parnasa, the necessariness of raising your children, and all these kind of stuff. Right? So how does he prepare himself for life? So Rabbi Sosalanta gave us a, a method of working on this thing called Kvisha, a general thing of being able to live in a situation where your will is not being met 100%, and you're able to deal with that, that uh, your will doesn't always have to come to fruition, and sometimes it's not going to be the way you like it, self-control, and all these type of things which are general things. General Kalalim and Musa, general, there's a general approach that gives you the right weapons and Kalim and, 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 and uh, different things that you need, skills that you need to deal with life. Okay, that's what he said. Then we got to Mecht of Lamed, Simon Lamed. And over here, Rabbi Sosalant is talking about a slightly different situation. Not a guy who was underdeveloped. He's talking about a different kind of guy. He's a person who developed himself. He actually developed himself, and that's why he doesn't have the test. As opposed to the bocher, who wasn't having a test because he wasn't faced with it yet. Over here, he's dealing with a guy who already was faced with a test, but developed himself. So let's say he realized that he has a problem. He has a problem. That... You know, he had a very clear vision how he wants his household to look. 
He had a very clear vision of what kind of chinuch he wants to give his kids. And he sent them to the very specific yeshivas that he believed will fill his dreams, you know. And he had this little boy and he dreamt of him becoming a godl batere. And then the kid that he has is not interested in learning, you know. So, and everything he's trying to do is not going anywhere, right? So the father is getting angry. Why is he getting angry? He's getting angry because he's such a big year of Shabbat and he can't handle when someone doesn't do Torah Avoida. Or he's getting angry because his, uh, what he wants is not coming out. You understand? Because he, what he wants is not coming out. Or he believes that his authority is that the child has to be obedient to his commands. He made a mistake. He doesn't realize that authority has nothing to do with obedience. Okay? So now he's trying to make the kid obedient and the kid's not being obedient. So he's driving him crazy. So he's having cars attacks. Okay? So maybe he didn't know that he has an issue with cars before. He didn't know. Now he found out that he has one. So maybe at first he thinks his cost is justifiable because he's allowed to have cost. Well, very nice. Because maybe he thinks his cost is a Tvar Mitzvah. And then he finally came to a realization that the cost that you're allowed to have, when you're allowed to have it, is only on your face. It's not in your heart. So if he's having it in his heart, it's obviously flawed. And now he has the issue. Fine. So now he went and he worked on himself until he totally and completely overcame that challenge and he no longer gets upset because he learned that when it comes to chinuch, he went to a, 10 chinuch classes from great rabbis and mechanchim and he learned how to deal with his kids and he learned how to understand them and he learned how to appreciate them and he learned how to work with them, etc., etc. And now it's all gone. No more kas anymore. He's developed savlanut, He's developed a whole method of working and it's great. The relationships with his kids are great and everything is givaldic. Good? However, this father who has developed himself to have complete savlanut and his kids are not getting on his nerves like they used to, but he still has other taivas that he deals with, right? He has taivas mamen. He has other taivas, right? Those areas, he's still making kvisha. He's still working on self-control. He hasn't kind of got it under control yet. Okay? You're getting me moishi. He didn't hear yesterday's shit, so it's like connected a little bit. Try, talamdan, try your best, okay? So, so basically, in one area, he came to tikkun ayetzer, in one area, he, he already excelled. When naturally he's working in a certain way and he's happy working in a certain way. It's not like, okay, I have to accept this difficult child that I have. No. He learned to appreciate him. He learned to understand how much he's going to grow from dealing with that child. He's happy. He's He's in a good spot. He's in really a good spot. In other areas of his life, he's still battling with his Yetzara. Kvisha. Says Rabbi Salante, you're going to have a problem because if one day a new test that will provoke your cast to come out, okay, you lost your practice in Kvisha, 
Because since in the area of Kas and Savlonis and whatever, you, you lost your practice being Kovish right? So now, you're in trouble. Because the Yitzhar will get you. Because just because you, you have it under control in your world, see the very deep point. Always will be so similar to Kvisha and Tikkun is in your world. Your world, in the world, in your environment, in your circumstances, everything is good. Tikkun. Complete tikkun in your world. But sometimes there's upheavals in your world. New things are coming out of nowhere. It's called tests, right? So you get new tests coming out of nowhere. And now, since you're out of practice of making kvisha in that area, you're going to fall. So you need to keep uh, like an exercise to maintain your kvisha. So the question we asked was that it's a contradiction. Because in Mikhtav Yud Zayin, when he was talking about a bocher, which is a slightly different situation, a bocher or a younger man or a younger person who has not yet faced Nisyanus. So in his world, there's relative calm. He's not dealing with the Yetzirah. But says Rabbi Sosalant, if you're not going to train yourself in general Kvisha, when the tests hit you, you will fall. So train yourself and build your muscles in Kvisha. That way when you're faced with tests, whatever they may be, you'll already have the Kalim to deal with it. So for there, for that kid, it was sufficient to work with general Kvisha. When we came to the situation in Simon Lamin, where we're dealing with a person who has already perfected something, so that's why he has known his Yairis. He has known his Yairis because he perfected He's good. He's rolling. And he says, oh, by here, general Kvisha won't help you because we're dealing with a guy who has general Kvisha. He's doing Kvisha on other things. So he has Kvisha going on, yet he says it's not going to help. That was the stereo in a nutshell of what we're dealing with. Got it? Josh, you have it clear? You wanted to say somewhat of a mahal? Let's see, maybe it'll fit with what I'm saying, maybe not. I don't know. So now I want to reveal something to you which I think is a very deep thing. I don't know if it's Pshat and Rabbi Shol. I think maybe it is, but it's a Yisoyed Godly. You're listening, Shlomo? Okay. So let's get like this. So I just want to read words. First, let's read some words in Rabbi Shol's lot. Eliezer, you getting it? Huh? You missed yesterday's. Huh? You feeling it a little bit? You copying it? Try, try your best, okay? You're a smart guy, this guy, my nephew. Okay. Lizois. We're talking about a guy who has his midas worked out. That he should still go up to this high level called Kvisha. Now, this line in Rabbi Sol Salanta is a little funny. Because... Rabbi Sosalanta taught us Kvisha is a lower level, right? First you do self-control, then you go to Tikkun. So he's talking about here a guy who has Tikkun. Ma toiv lo'odom. Asher midois of Yishorim. Midois of Yishorim means a guy who has Tikkun. Okay? Laha'aloysom, to go up. Bimadregen eskova bebchinas ha-Kvisha. It's mashin that there's a higher level of Kvisha. It's higher than Tikkun. Problem. Okay, hold on to that problem. Okay, 
להרגלס עצמוי להפך מדויסם בחזוקו, להאיר נר לפניו למי הרעה, to prepare himself for tests that may be coming in the future. את הניסיון, אשר ירויפפו חס ושולם עמוד הבטר. So, in, in, uh, בקיצור, what he's saying is, just because you're in a good spot, just because you fixed your meters, just because you developed a taste for learning, just because you have a nice, uh, unbelievable now enjoyment with davening, and everything is gewaldic, but don't think that life will stay like that forever. Things are going to come up. And if you're not going to practice kvisha, when the nisayin comes... You're going to collapse. Why? Because they're not used to doing this. Okay? But let's look now a little closer at the words. Lahargilas atzmoi, to train himself, regilus. Lahafoich midoysov bechazaka, to turn his midot over with chazaka. What does those words mean? Okay? So I'm going to tell you my mahalach. It's only Yaakov Arari's mahalach. It doesn't have to be true. In the Pshat and Rabbi Shosalanta, I think it's a true Yisoyed in general anyway, but I think it fits the words too. Okay? There's something called Lahapoich Midoisov. What does it mean, Lahapoich Midoisov? To switch your midas. What does that mean? Okay? I'll give you an example. You're listening, Shlomo? Stipazachet. Avram Avinu, what was Avram Avinu's mida? Chesed. Okay? Avram Avinu perfected, perfected. Oh, Ezra, the Rosh Shabbat, the once upon a time Rosh Shabbat. <laughs> Still, okay. So, they, listen, Avram Avinu perfected Midas Achesed, yes? Perfected it. However, once in a while he had to work differently. Lahapoich Midoisan. He'd take his son Yishmael and he'd bounce him out of the house with a little water and whatever. That's not chesed. Once in a while, he has to take his son and bring him on the akedah. Nah, that's not chesed. Right? That's called lahapoich midoisav bechazoka. He went strong the other way. Got that? The Goyen says that that is the epitome of Shlemus. The epitome of Shlemus is you could work a different way. Okay, now I want to try to masbir a little bit, okay? You see this concept of Kvisha by Hashem. It says we ask Hashem to be Kovesh, His Kas, and to have mercy on us. Kvisha. Does it mean Hashem has self-control in the sense that we have self-control? No. It means that there's a Midah called Midat Hadin. That's the way I have to deal with you. And we're asking Hashem to switch, to use a different method. I give you a motion. You ever learned, uh, you ever went to say Tashlich on Rosh Hashanah? Yeah? So what do we say? Mi el chamocha, nose avon, over pesha. We're talking about Hashem, the midas of Hashem, right? One of them is called what? Lo hechzik laad apo. What does that mean? So Ramosha Kodivero in the famous safe of his, Toymad Devoirus says, it means like this. Sometimes you have a person who's a sinner, okay? You're listening? A person is a sinner. And Hashem decided to work with him with Midat Hadin 
to wake him up to do tshuva. But then Hashem sees that this mahalach is not working with him. Because not only is he not getting the message, he's also being uh, rebellious because of it. And he's getting angry at Hashem because of it. He's not reading the message right. He's not seeing kiyasa ishas benoi kein Hashem al kechem So what does Hashem say? You know what? I'll change. I'll work with a different mahalach with this guy. I'll makarv him. I'll bring him close. And through Kirov, I'll, I'll, I'll bring him. Now, obviously, Hashem is doing this to teach us how to behave people. Because Hashem knows everything from before. And I'm not going into that. But he has hanhogas. That means the way Hashem deals with us is like dealing with a person. Right? Dealing with us. Trying to help us. Trying to help us grow. So you go one mahalach, then they switch. But he's a sinner. And Midas Adin is mechaivim to get punished. Adasov. He'll switch. So you see that you have to be flexible. Flexible to use different kelim in different circumstances. Flexibility. Flexibility is the name of the game in Avodah Sasha. Okay? You following me? So that's a certain type of kvisha. Why is that a kvisha? Because I have to go different than I usually work. I have to behave different mahalach than I usually behave. That's called the madrega niskova bekvisha. There's a lower kvisha called, I have to just self-control, you know? My, my uh, Yetzirah wants me to do something, so I have to hold back, I have to fight him. Then there's a madrega of kvisha that's above. So let's say I have a bachon yeshiva, that I, he's not a good boy, and I really should smack him around a missile, you know? But then I say, with this guy, I don't think that's gonna work, you know? So even though I wanna crack his neck, you know? Even if it's coming from a good place, that yeah, I wanna tell the guy off, you know? Ma, tao, se. Midas is me to say, kaka. But then I say, you know what, I gotta hold back from doing that. I gotta work differently with this guy. Because if I use me this emes, I think this guy is not built to handle emes right now. He has to have what we call chanufa. You're allowed to use chanufa for kedusha. It's brought down. Chazal. For a Talmud. Right? So you make him feel good, right? For kedusha. I gotta work differently, you see? If I train myself to work differently, this is the key point, Rabbi side. Because let's say in Savlanut, I have Kalim. I have a Mahalach. I learned how to have Savlanut based on certain Kalim. Okay? And I got used to it. I operate the same way over and over and over and over and over. When I got thrown with a new test, I have to learn how to work differently. The old Kalim are not going no more. For the new test, the old Kalim are not working. Those Kalim worked in the, 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 10 years ago. 2023, they ain't working, you know? So now I have to be flexible to use a different Kalim. And maybe in the interim I have to use Kvisha. The regular low level Kvisha too, for the moment. I want to teach you something, very basic, very deep. It also smooths it itself, but you have to understand it. Let's say you go to a guy, he goes to the doctor, okay? And the doctor figured out the Shoresh HaMahala. 
He found out the source of the problem. But at the moment, the guy has fever that's going up and up and up and up. Now, is the fever the machlo or the symptom? Ah, maya. Symptom. So I say, you know what? Ignore the symptom. Let me treat the machlo. But if I ignore the symptom and treat the machlo, the guy's going to be dead by the time the medicine works. So sometimes I have to treat the symptom first. Right? So kvishas ayetza is like a symptom. The symptom is coming up. The anger, the this, the that. I got to treat the symptom. I got to keep it calm, right? Then I'll work on the Sherish Abachla. But I have to be flexible to do these things. But I'm used to working with Tikkun. I'm used to working with, 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 with figuring out the Sherish Abachla. That's my whole specialty. No. Today I got to work with the symptom. Right? It's a very deep subject. So, but it's, it's, it's called flexibility. Flexibility. That's a key point. Okay, give me one second here just to finish us. Thank you. So now you're listening again. A kid, let's just answer the kasha. The kid in Mikhtav Yudzayim, right? So he, he does, he has to get used to using Kvisha. He's a Kvisha guy. He's not even up to Tikkun, Bakhlal. General Kvisha is good for him. That way he can know how to use Kvisha. Fine, very good. Eventually he'll come to Tikkun or whatever it may be. The guy who fixed himself has a Mahalach. He has Caleb. He has a way of doing things. He has a mahalach how to do things. He has a system that works for him. It became natural. It became his go-to way. He loses flexibility. And Echanami has practice in Kvisha on uh, Taivas Nashim and Taivas uh, Momin. It's true. He has his practice in Kvisha there. But to use that keli for here, he doesn't have flexibility anymore. Because he has a style of working. He gets hit with an aside. He's still trying to use the same Caleb. Still trying to use the same Caleb. He's going to crash. So if he trains himself, to be able to use different Caleb, that's a sugya, how to do that. But he has a mahalach, the higher madrig of kvisha. Since he's a flexible person and he always understands that every circumstance may be different, then he will grab onto the kvisha if that's necessary. Then he will do other things if that's necessary, because he's flexible. That's what I think Pshat and Rabbi Shosalant is. If that's Pshat, that's a good answer to a very difficult kasha. Okay, we'll stop here for today.